Faith Promise. How are we doing this weekend? Come on. Man. I hope you're excited to be with us this weekend. My name is Zach Stevens. I get the honor and privilege to serve on staff here at Faith Promise Church. I'm our global student pastor and our Blunt Campus pastor right now. And man, I love being a part of what God is doing at Faith Promise. Want to welcome you if you're a first-time guest. We love you so much. Or welcome you back um, if, if maybe Easter was the first time being with us. Really, if I could just skip all that, what I'd like to do is I'd like to welcome you home. If maybe you haven't been home, which is here, uh, in the last, since, since last Sunday, or maybe you've never been home, but what we'd like to extend to you here is a welcome home. Church, we don't believe church is something you do an hour once a week, but it's, a, it's an attitude, it's a life that you live 24-7, so we want to welcome you to that. Here at Faith Promise, we are real people with real problems who desire so desperately for ourselves and others to experience God's real love. And I know we watched a video on the screens at all of our campuses, but I just want to take a moment and celebrate what God did last week. And I'm going to say a big number. I don't want you to celebrate yet because we're going to get more excited here in just a moment. But we had our highest attendance ever, uh, over 18,000 people at all of our 51 experiences, which was amazing. But... What we're about, Faith Promise, is taking next steps. Because we could have 18, we could have 100,000 people come and no steps taken, and it wouldn't be a win. But we had over 8,000, 18,000, right? It's still nice to say. We had over 18,000 people, 221 people take the first step of baptism. 908 people raise their hand. It's amazing. God is so good. And as I was praying, and reflecting, which I hope you do as well, the average church in Tennessee runs 75. The fact that God would allow us to be a part of something so special is unbelievable, right? And as I was just having my quiet time and I was just thanking God for letting us be a part, I thought about this, that those 221 people who, who followed through a baptism, those 908 people who raised their hand, those are all real people stepping into God's real love so that they will never face their real problems alone again. And I don't know about you, that's special. It's special to be a part of. So let me tell you this, and then we're gonna get into what God has for this weekend, and it is going to be paradigm shifting for so, so many of us. But I gotta tell you this story. I really could, I could sit up here and tell you stories for hours about everything that God did last weekend, right? And I hope you have some stories to the people that you brought. But just as I was just thinking and praying, this, I think this one story encapsulates so well who we are at Faith Promise. At one of our campuses, a young lady went to the back at the end. His pastor was encouraging people to go and experience that life change. She went back and she was talking to her counselor and, and she was telling her counselor, hey, I've, I've only been out of rehab for two weeks. And she was saying it kind of testing the water, seeing the response that she would get from her counselor, which she's a Faith Promise counselor. So it was like, that's amazing, right? And, and as she got talking more, the reason that she at, said it that way is because she had visited two churches and the response wasn't as positive, which that, that is not about any other church. Here's what's special. If she went to those two other churches and the story wasn't well received, whatever. But one of her friends pulled her aside and said, hey, listen, you need to go to Faith Promise because they love people like you there. Right? Is that not crazy? It's crazy. That person, that was in the parking lot of another church. Hey, you need to go there. They like, they like real people like you at Faith Promise, right? Their pastor does or did or something like that, drugs, I don't know. So either way, Faith Promise, 
The community knows that this is a place for real love and is special, and that's because of what, that's what's following the filling does, and we are just getting started. Faith promises God good. Is God good? Amen. Let me ask you one more question, Faith Promise. Is God done? I want it to be audible. Everybody got, is, is God done? No. no, he is not. This is only the beginning. That's why we have to live our values. Our values, one of them is we tell them of him. We tell them of him. We have to continue to tell people what God is doing at our church. It's crazy. We should be talking about that. But even more so, I hope we're telling people about what God's doing in our life. Right? Just so I, 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 won't, I promise, I promise I'm not gonna spoil anything so nobody run out of the, run out of the church, okay? I went and saw Endgame and you can't believe, everybody wanna talk about, have you seen it? Have you seen it? Have you seen it? Have you seen it? Right? If, if you don't know what Endgame is, then congratulations, I guess. I don't know, it's, it's, it's a movie. Um, but it, but I, I wish we would be like that about church because listen, the holiday of Easter might be over, but the holdover from Easter will never be over because of what God has done. Amen? Amen? Let me pray for us, and I'm going to ask God to absolutely change our lives this weekend. God, we come before you, and we beg you to move. God, so, sorry, 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 Dad. Well, you are moving. Let us not miss it. Abba, would you take us and would you bend us? to your will. Father God, would you break us so that we can be filled? Some of us are, are, are squeezed so tight, so shut with the lies, of, or the lies of religion or with the confusion of our past that we can't be filled with the Holy Spirit, that we can't follow the filling. But God, if necessary, would you break us from the distractions that the enemy has set up to pull from our destiny, from our calling. Set us free, set your army free just like what you set Jesus free from that grave 2,000 years ago. We love you, and we are expecting for a continued revival, for a continued move in this house at Faith Promise. In your precious name we pray. And all God's people said, amen, amen. It's great, it's a great weekend to be here. All over at Faith Promise, in, in, in worship centers and in small groups, there are people returning, there's people recommitting, returning, restarting their passionate pursuit of God, hoping, hoping that this time might be different. Because I, I know myself, I know I have, I have restarted a commitment to follow after God and a, a commitment to stay pure, a commitment to be faithful. And, and I just hope it's not like the last time. The last time where I fell, the last time where I, I got distracted and I missed out on what God had called me to. But what this weekend is about is for us to look at what distracted us, to point it out and say, no more. You might best me every once in a while, but you will not continually keep me from my destiny that God has called me to. See, this world has just a way of distracting us, disorienting us from what matters most. You might be wondering what is happening with the pot. Again, a different kind of pot than pastor's pot. A different, so, sorry. Okay, right? So it, in New York, let's not even talk about the things of God yet. It has just a way of distracting us, right? So just, just things like diet exercise, saving money. It seems like you go through one drive-through at Taco Bell, just one drive-through at McDonald's, and you watch your focus, your saving, your dreams just drive away. And then when you throw the eternal in there, the cosmic battle of heaven and hell, the cosmic battle of, of, of following or calling our destiny, it gets even more challenging. There's this old fable you may have heard about where I, I have no idea why it came up, but uh, a scientist said, if you wanted to boil a frog, 
If you boiled the water, it was already boiling, you threw the frog in, it would just jump right back out. You may have heard this. So what they said, if you want to boil a frog, you have to put it in there in comfortable water, kind of room temperature water and slowly heat, up, heat it up, right? You may have heard that. You may have heard that. And I, I tell you that because I, I want to paint this word picture for us is when things get comfortable is when we get distracted. We have this brokenness from God of what he's called us to do and that we get comfortable. We start looking about what's going on. C.S. Lewis said it this way. He said, prosperity knits a man to the world. He feels, this is huge, he feels he's finding his place in it when really it's finding its place in him. How many of us has that been true about? How many of us have we seen that? Listen, faith promise, all of our campuses, it's not a coincidence. It's not an accident. We are not weak-minded. We are not weak-willed. We are not bad people. You know what we are? Unaware. Unaware. That's why Ephesians 2. I picked up the pot too early, just so if you're wondering. That's why in Ephesians 2, 1 and 2, it says this right here. But it works, man. It's almost like Thor, but yeah. Right? I am the kitchen of injury. Okay. That's why Ephesians 2, 1 and 2 says this. As for you, you were dead in your trespasses. This is all of us. You were dead in your trespasses and your sins. That's before you met Jesus, right? In which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world. That's all of us. So don't feel bad. That was all of us. And the ruler, the kingdom of the air, that's the devil. That's the enemy, our common enemy. We were following him. The spirit who is now at work in those. Now, now let's get this. The spirit, that's a spirit of selfishness, a spirit of, of, of self-involvement, right? A spirit of this world. That's why our whole theme for the year is follow the filling of the Holy Spirit. Now listen, you are filled with a spirit. The question is, which one are you following? Because we used to be filled with this one, following in those who are at work in disobedience. Now the reason I tell you this, the reason is because the enemy wants to distract us what we used to look at. What, what we used to care about. And you know what? The reason I, I brought this pot up is because it's a great picture. Whenever, whenever that verse says that he's the prince and power of the air, that means he's holding the pot. He's holding the pot that you swim in every day. And we have to be cognizant and conscious to say, not anymore. That's not the spirit that I walk in, right? Or else what we'll do is we will end up spiritually cooked. We'll be belly up like that frog was. The biggest thing I want us to walk away with this week, and the biggest thing is that the enemy wants to distract us from our destiny. The enemy wants to distract us from our calling. And there's no one better to help us visually see distraction than Justin Flom. Can y'all help me welcome Justin out here? Help, help us out here. What's hey, up? my brother. Yo. How you guys doing? Yes, distraction is kind of my job, right? Because I'm a, a magician. Right. And in magic, you know what we call distraction? Misdirection. I heard it a couple of things. It's misdirection. Now, this is, this is actually cool. Aside from magic, a college professor did a test, okay? This is really interesting. He had a videotape of a basketball game. He told his students, he said, listen, all you have to do is count the number of times that the players pass the ball. Okay, and the students all watch this video and they're counting the times that the ball has passed. Here's the crazy thing. In the middle of the basketball game, okay, it's a little short three minute video, a guy in a gorilla suit walks out on court, bangs his chest and walks off. And nobody sees the gorilla because they were distracted. They were misdirected with that silly task 
of counting how many times the ball is being passed. Magicians use this technique and Satan uses this technique. You start going, oh man, social media, this or that, and you are completely distracted by the important thing, which is a guy in a gorilla suit. Now here's here's how it works with magic, okay? Uh, I'm gonna teach you a magic trick. I'm gonna show you exactly how the trick works. First, I'll show you the trick, and then I'll teach you the secret. Sound good? I'm ready. You can do this for your friends, your family, inappropriately at a funeral, whatever you wanna do, really, okay? Uh, a cup of co- uh, a, a can of Coke, okay? It's very important. We pour a little bit of Coke into one of the cups. We're going to make, uh, we're gonna make that can of Coke uh, disappear, okay? Here's how it works. We say magic word. Do you know any good magic words? Uh, abracadabra. Abracadabra, very original. And <laughs> the Coke disappears, right? Cool trick, I'll show you how it's done. There's a hole in the cup, okay? That's just, that's uh, how it works. You guys look so bummed. Uh, I know, I wish magic were real. Magic is fake. Uh, wonder is real. But yeah, you just a little bit of a hole in a cup, and that's how the trick works. Uh, and you guys are distracted uh, because I put the, uh, the Coke over there. At least that's what you think. Really, I distracted you once again by telling you I was going to teach you a magic trick, right? You were distracted thinking I was going to give away one of my secrets. That's when you missed the other Coca-Cola disappearing. It's amazing. It's insane. Thank you so much. Justin. Witchcraft. No, I'm just joking. It's not. Listen. Do not miss his show Sunday night. Go, it's, it's gonna be sold out. You need to go get that uh, before, oh my gosh. I, I, you guys think I'm joking. I love that stuff so much. Just my little brain just couldn't enjoy it more. See, delightful distractions, they're easy to fall for. They're so easy to fall for, right? And you know what? Whenever it's Coca-Cola, a car trick, it doesn't matter. It's just for entertainment, right? But the enemy wants to entertain himself by distracting us from our destiny. That's what he desires. See, Justin's not summoning some sort of dark magic. It's not, that's not what he's doing, right? He's just suspending reality. But you know what's a little concerning? Is a lot of us are more concerned that we have a magician at our church this weekend than about the devil being at work, our enemy being at work in our lives every day, right? We need to be focused on what matters. That's why Jesus said uh, the thief, that's the enemy, our enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Get that, the thief, he's sneaky. He doesn't have the power to stand up to a son or a daughter, the most high face to face. He's sneaky, so right, he's a thief that comes. Now this is huge, I got this while I was studying for this. The thief comes to steal, kill, and to destroy, right? But here's what I've seen in my life as being married and having kids and watching, because I've given my life to this church. And I, will, I plan on giving my whole life to this church. But you know what I watch the devil do? He comes and steals our focus. And we steal and kill from each other just fine without his help. You know what I'm saying? He steals our focus off of our creator, off of our king, off of our first love. And we'll kill ourselves. We'll kill each other. What about all that racial violence? What about the suicide rate? We'll steal from each other, doesn't matter. And that, that, that's not about him. All he's done is stolen our focus. That's why Peter wrote in 1 Peter 1.8, be of sober spirit. That's another reminder. What spirit are we, are we focused on? Be of sober spirit. The enemy was prowling around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. But here's what's so special. Do you ever, do you ever feel like that? 
You ever feel like, the, like, like your, your, your day, your, your calendar, your relationships are being eaten alive? What about your bank, bank account? What about your, what about your energy? What about parents? What about your kids? Do you ever feel like they're being eaten alive and what matters most? That's why we do things like Summer Jam, so that we can, we can prepare our kids, not protect them, not guard them, but prepare them to stand up against the lies of the enemy, stand up against the distraction so that they can go out and be a life change now. Faith promise, the fact that he's a lion is just a distraction because of the celebration of what the, G, the victory that Jesus had that we celebrated last weekend. Because of that victory, the lion of the enemy, he's got no teeth. He has no claws. He has no bite. All he has is the intimidation of a roar. And really, we have the lion of Judah, Jesus Christ on our side. And so he doesn't have a roar. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't have it. All he's got is the illusion of distraction to try to intimidate you from your calling. Because if we stand up, he is in serious trouble. That's why, that's why the word says this in Ephesians 6.10. Let me read this to you. One of my favorite verses. In, in Ephesians, Paul's writing to the church to focus them on what matters most. And he says this. Finally. Be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Not your power, because your power is what we call religion. Religion is an illusion. We'll talk about that here in just a moment. But be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil and his schemes. Schemes. He's got no authority. He has no power. He has no potential to pull you off. The best thing he could do is have a scheme to distract you from who you really are in God. Because of the victory that Jesus won that we celebrated last weekend, we should live in victory, victory every week, every day, every weekend, amen? That's who God has called us to be. See, Jesus offers us a life that's focused on eternity. And listen, don't feel bad if you're sitting here thinking, man, that's not me. I'm not focused on eternity. Well, hey, take, take, take some refuge in this. If you're following the Bible reading plan, I, I, I implore you, I beg you, watch, watch, the, watch in the Gospels. Those guys are sitting with Jesus. Jesus, he's feeding 5,000, he's raising up dead people, and those guys get distracted, right? Right, right, you've got me. I mean, it's pretty good, but they had Jesus. And they were distracted, don't beat yourself up. That's another distraction from the enemy to make it about us. God isn't, listen, listen, listen. These are some lies of the enemy. God is not ruining anything in our life. He's actually restoring. The church isn't wasting your time, your energy, your life. It is prolonging it. Serving and giving is not draining. They are filling. But those are lies that the enemy has twisted so that we'll miss out on our destiny, on our calling as sons and daughters of the Most High. See, the enemy has these little tricks to divert our eyes. But again, the enemy wants us to miss out on the eternal things, to focus on things that are not here, right? The, the things of this world and not to focus on things that are, right? In hopes that we'll miss out on those eternal matters. It's, it's the most ironic illusion ever that we'll focus on 60, 70, 80 years here and miss out on eternity. His goal is our minds will look at things that aren't important. Things that we think will give us love and joy and peace and happiness, right? They're all counterfeit feelings of the Holy Spirit, right? He's, he's hoping that we focus on those things because those were illusions, 
right? He, he, imagine this, because those things never come to fruition. You ever felt this way? Just 72 monthly payments and I'll have it. Just a 30 year mortgage away, I'll have it. Just 40 more years of school, just one more marriage, just one more kid, just one more promotion. But you're never holding it because it's an illusion. It's always somewhere else. We're always disappointed. We're always disillusioned. We're always distracted. Ephesians 5.11 says this, do not participate, this is huge, do not participate, right, in the deeds of darkness, but instead even expose them. As you're thinking about your life, as you're thinking about your deeds, many of us tend to, I know I have, tend to live the opposite of that verse. I'm more focused on the things of this world, right? Just take a moment and think about your focuses. Think about the, 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 the things that you care, your deeds. Are they focused on unfruitful things, things of this world, or on the most fruitful things, things of eternity? What has your focus? See, what we tend to do is we tend to relegate religion to a small part of our life, maybe coming to church, small group, maybe even serving. But that's not what Jesus, listen, that's not what Jesus died for. Jesus didn't die to give us a religion to relegate, but a reality to redeem the world. Jesus didn't die to give us a religion to relegate to one small part of our life. He gave us a reality that becomes our whole life and the life that we see in everybody else. See, religion is an illusion. Reality is a relationship with Jesus. It releases us, it frees us. Let's think about this, let's get practical. I know this is big, and hey, if you feel like you feel guilt, that's not guilt, that's conviction. That's God pushing us to our full potential, to our destiny. That is who we're called to be. Let's push into it, let's be it, right? What if we just made a small shift? Small shift. What if we robbed the screen and the sheets and gave it to the Spirit? What if we robbed the screen and the sheets and gave it to the Spirit? What does that mean? Well, I just read a study this week that said American adults will spend more than 11 hours a day watching, reading, listening, or simply interacting with media. That's according to a new survey done in market research. 11 hours a day. In my discipleship, which that's what my whole life is, is I get the privilege to disciple people. Our bed, because we don't want to get out of it, and our screens are robbing our destiny of being spirit-filled believers. What if you took some of that? Because, hey, I, got, I don't know if you have an iPhone. They have this new thing where it pops up your screen time. Yeah, yeah. Is that embarrassing? You don't tell anybody about that, do you? It's true conviction fell over me. And I just drastically cut down my social media time. I had to drastically do it. But what would our world look like? Do you ever wonder, well, I'm going to read this passage, and I'm going to do my best not to start running. I'm wearing a jacket, my pants are too tight, right? But do we ever wonder what a church, what a life would look like following the filling of the Holy Spirit, says Spirit, this world? I think we see a good picture of it in James 5, 14 through 19, just a couple verses. It says, is any among you sick? I know I've got some people in my life I love that are sick. Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil. That's a representation of the Holy Spirit. And prayers offered in faith will make that sick person well. Can you imagine that restoring, that faith, that celebration? The Lord will raise them up. If any have sinned, right, they will be forgiven. Imagine that. 
One of jubilant forgiveness, not one of guilt and shame. Elijah, that's a man of God in the Old Testament, the one that prayed fire down from heaven, right? He was a human being just as we are, the same as we are, the same spirit in Elijah, the same spirit in Jesus is resting in your chest, but do we get, do, are, are we following the filling of him? He prayed earnestly that it would not rain and it did not rain in the land for three and a half years. That's amazing. And listen to this. Again, he prayed and the heavens gave rain and the earth produced crops. Let's not miss this last part. Verse 19. This is amazing. My brothers and sisters, if any of you wander, if any one of you should wander from the truth and someone brings them back. So you find somebody and you bring them back, right? Listen to this. Remember, whoever turns a sinner from the error of their ways will save them from death and recover and cover a multitude of sins. See, can you see all that? The reason that we resonate with superheroes, the reason we resonate with celebration is because they're marks of the kingdom of God, right? It's who we're, it's what our lives should be marked by. That's what it should be in our wake. That, just those brief couple verses, that is what a life, a church marked by the Holy Spirit looks like. Guys, we are a new creation. That's who we are. That is who God has called us to be. I really want this to get in our, in our minds. So I, I want Justin to come out here and help me with one more thing. So help us see a new creation because that's what God has called us to be. Justin, can you help me with that? Yeah, man, you want to make something like new. Brand new. Okay. I, we will try this. Uh, actually, we'll use, uh, we'll use the Coca-Cola for it. This will kind of be, this will be a, like a cool, uh, cool thing. Um, let's see if, the, the, I don't want to get, yeah, sorry. It's still a little bit left. All right, cool. I don't want to stain the carpet. I'll never be invited back. Uh, can you guys see the, uh, the dents in the can there? Okay, this isn't television. I can hear you guys. <laughs> there, there, all right, I got it. Uh, yeah, get that camera, zoom in really tight on those dents, okay? And I want you to watch this. You can see the hole, you can see the dents. Uh -huh. uh, first thing happens, we go with just the dents. Watch this. Happens, one, two, you can get the dents to pop you guys act like that stuff just happens every day. Um, it's okay. It's happening. We're making, we're making a new creation. I want you to look at, uh, yeah, can the camera see the hole there? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Can, we can. Can you we see can. the hole? It's totally there. Watch. <laughs> yeah. Um, here. Hold on to that. No, it can't be in there. It's empty. We all saw it I want you to imagine out. the emptiness of that can. I want you to imagine it filling up. Until, listen. What? <laughs> what? No! Man, right here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I wouldn't drink it. Hey, I'll see you guys, guys tomorrow. Give it up Come for hang out. Thank you, buddy. If you guys would pray more, you could do it too. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. But that, but that, that, that is what Jesus came for. It's not so that we could be fooled by the illusion of religion, but so that we can be new creations. That's what Jesus didn't die for services or for lights, or for shows, not even so we would lift our hands and worship. He died so he could have a relationship with you. I had, I had this revelation in my prayer time the other day. This is in my notes. This is, this is crazy. 
I wrote and I said, God, I just realized the best part about my relationship with you is not that I get to go to heaven. It's that I have a relationship with you. It's that I've been made new that you love me. Heaven is a perk. But the fact that today, tomorrow, no matter if my kids are gone, if my wife is gone, if my job is gone, my God, my Abba, my love is never gone. So let me, amen, give God some praises. So let me ask you, have you ever been made a new creation? And if you're sitting there thinking, I'm not sure. I was thinking and praying about this and I thought, I wonder if a butterfly ever thinks, I wonder if I'm a caterpillar. You know what I'm saying? It lived its life with its face in the dirt for however long caterpillars live. And now it's soaring in a new life, in a new air, in a new feeling. It doesn't wonder if it's a caterpillar. It knows it's new. In 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says, if anyone's in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, and the new is here. This weekend in all of our campuses, there's gonna be people who become new for the absolute first time. And we are not new because of anything we've done. We're not new because of anything that we have not done. Again, those are the lies and the illusion of religion, but we are new because of what Jesus has done. You know what's nice? We can never be sure about what we will and will not do, but we can be very sure what Jesus has done. And you know what? Some of us are sitting here thinking, I can feel it. It's like, I don't deserve it. You are 100% right. But that's why in Romans 5, 8, it says, but God demonstrated his own love for us, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us, for me, for you. Wow. You know what? It's just a confession away. In Romans 10, 9, it says, if you confess through your mouth that Jesus is Lord, believe he died and rose again for your sins, you will be saved. At Faith Promise, we don't do things alone. So would you bow your head and close your eyes with me? And let's pray this confessional prayer right now. People are gonna be made new right now. Let's pray all together. Say, Jesus, I know I've sinned, but I know you came to pay for my sin, to take my guilt, to take my shame, to take my loneliness and replace them with love, forgiveness, acceptance, and the Holy Spirit. You died for me so I will live for you. Before anybody looks around, before anybody looks around, if, if this weekend, for the first time, you prayed that prayer, would you just raise your hand all over the room, people all over the room, keep your hand raised. Let us connect with you. Just keep your hand raised. We're not gonna embarrass you, but we want you to know that we love you. Keep those hands raised, keep them raised. That's amazing, that is amazing. That's amazing. Faith Promise, can we celebrate with the people who gave the life to Christ this weekend? Come on. Come on.